It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Flow Track podcast. Lincoln was about to introduce the podcast, but I stepped in and uh, changed it up. We're recording vid- video this time. We got a nice little side by side action. Lincoln, how you doing? Day, day, week two of quarantine. Week two. Yeah, week two. I think week two might end up being a little more challenging than than week one was uh just for the for the mindset realizing that we're set in for the long haul but i'm glad you took over the reins of introing this because that's the one thing we, we we were a lot more organized this time but then we didn't decide who was going to do the intro so i started to inhale to to say something because i didn't know what you were going to do but you, you took it over i'm proud of you good job yeah so for those listening email the pod flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com let us know your thoughts, what you're thinking about when you're in seclusion by yourself in your dorm room, apartment, house, barn, wherever you dwell right now. Underground uh, bunker. Yeah, underground bunker. You, you get you get the idea. But yeah, track isn't happening, but this it's podcast not, is. <laughs> it's not back. It's not back in it's case anyone's back. curious. Speaking of uh, it not being back, the flow track... Uh, theme or slogan was track is back you remember when mm. that when that when ryan and fenton came up with that slogan like seven or eight years ago you, do you remember that ryan like and fenton oh, oh you mean ryan, ryan and alex and ryan yeah there you go there you go <laughs> i do i still i yeah. think i still have a shirt with with track is back a little ironic right now it's it is not it is not back uh especially in Canada it's definitely not back in Canada right now as they just pulled themselves out of the the Olympic games that have as of yet not been postponed so why don't you uh run down what's happened over the weekend with the i with the IOC with uh a lot of the Olympic athletes having sure. some talk and then world athletics talking and now USATF and athletics Canada what would, you, what would you say is a timeline of events that's happened in the past 48 hours since our last pod? Yeah, there's been a lot of pressure on the IOC to postpone the Olympic Games. On Saturday, USATF CEO Max Siegel wrote a letter saying that they would like to see the Olympic Games postponed. I'm sure that there were other things before that. I think USA Swimming came in the day before and asked for the Olympics to be postponed from the IOC. Uh, a day later... As in yesterday, World Athletics, so all of track and field essentially said, no, we want the games postponed. Along with that, 
uh, Team Canada, for all their sports, said we're not going to be even be sending athletes to the Olympic Games, even if they are, are in Olympic Games in July and August. So that was pretty significant. Uh, meanwhile, the IOC came out with kind of a confusing statement, but basically the gist of it was they're going to give themselves a four-week deadline to decide. I mean, I think we all assume it's going to be four weeks, and then they're going to tell us, oh, yeah, they're postponed, which just the way this is uh, the trajectory of all this, it, it just seems to be uh, heading towards that way. They've lost the PR battle. Everyone is saying postpone, 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 postpone. I saw Ashton Eaton you know, saying push it to 2021. Uh, we all think that's going to be the outcome. Now, that's going to create some logistical issues. But, of course, everyone in the entire world is dealing with logistical issues of scheduling things. And now they're going to be on top of things that were previously scheduled in 2021. And track, we think of, okay, we pushed the Olympics to 2021. Well, what are we going to do with Eugene? I guess you could push that back a year. But it just throws everything kind of out of whack. But, uh, yeah, the IOC with Thomas Bach came out with a statement yesterday and you kind of had to read it twice but they're dealing with the fallout of it and uh there's a sentence in here i i that really highlights what they're dealing with other than just rescheduling the games and possibly losing out on billions of dollars but they're talking about the situation this is directly from the statement the situations with millions of nights already booked in hotels is extremely difficult to handle and the international sports calendar for at least 33 Olympic sports would have to be adapted. So I, I feel for them in that regard. I, I still think they're late to the party. They, they need to just go ahead and say it's postponed and get a four-week, get a head start on trying to figure this out. It's not going to happen by July and August. It's just it's becoming very, very clear. Uh, we may not have any sports for until the fall. I mean, that that's the best-case scenario at this point. Uh, I, I it, it, all of 2020 could be wiped out. We don't know where this is going. But I, when see, you I, I, have, I disagree with that. Well, yeah, but again, uh, you're, not, mean, you're, not, you're not the medical expert, and it's the way this is tracking with the increased cases across the world, there, there, there is, it doesn't make sense to, to have this in July. July is fast, quickly approaching, and... It, is July yeah, quickly All the experts it's say it, it is not going to be slowed down by then, so... But I don't think it's crazy for the Olympic governing body to be like, hey, we'll let you know by end of April. Like, no, of course, that's not. Still, of course not. Like, and for like, people to think, like, how dare you take time on the, one of the biggest decisions ever made for, an Olympic gov- for a sport governing body. I think everyone just wants solutions done in a 140 characters in a tweet and be like, yeah, it's canceled. Cool. Mm-hmm. But like it's a lot more complicated and I think like people were freaking out that there was a line in the IOC statement saying we will not cancel the games and everyone's like people's health is in jeopardy and like people didn't really realize no what they meant was they're not going to cancel the games they're just going to postpone them like which doesn't put people's health in jeopardy postponing the Olympic games not canceling the 2020 version does not put everyone's health in jeopardy if you hold it a year later or two years later or six months later or whenever they decide to do it. Um, I've always been under the assumption that if you have an event end of July, you shouldn't be forced to decide about that event in March. You should at least see what the trajectory is going because we all talk about all the experts are saying this, 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 but it's like, it's like predicting the weather. You have a better 
understanding of the longevity of a situation as more time as more time and more data comes in you know like predicting what the international uh reality is of the coronavirus in july is a lot harder to do in march than it is to do end of april you have more data end of april it's just that's just a reality and i think ioc wants that more data and they also want to figure out where they don't want to just postpone it and then say we're going to have it later they want to have an actual date and in order to get that date it requires coordinating with you said 33 uh sport governing bodies like they want to i'm sure they want to reach out to fifa and be like all right what's your plan with the world cup right and making sure they're not like they don't want to pick a date that like messes up with the World Cup qualification, you know, because mm. soccer's a big sport for the Olympics, right? So there's a lot of different elements where they like. I'm sure World Athletics is like, do whatever you want, we'll adjust accordingly. But some, like the NBA, is going to be like, well, we're going to try to still have the NBA season go into late summer. So don't you know, just keep that in mind if you want our athletes. I just think. I think it's it makes I think it's unrealistic for us to expect the IOC to make a statement right away and it makes more sense for them to take 4 weeks to have a complete plan as opposed to just uh pull the pull the flip the switch right away or pull the lever. What what's the, what's the phrase pull the underneath whatever pull the plug. Yeah. Pull the plug. That's the word. I'm glad you thought of that. I was going to say pull the rug. But do you, do you understand what I'm saying, though? Like I do. No, you bring up, like you bring that, up a lot like, of good how points. How dare they don't decide right now, right? You, you bring up a lot of good points. I think what people want to see from the IOC is that they're joining in sync with the rest of the world by saying we're valuing health and safety over, over a sporting event. Um, but, but you're right. They totally deserve and, and need – the four weeks to coordinate with all those sports, all those governing bodies and to figure out what 2021 will look like for an Olympic games. When, like they said, the like hotel logistical issues, not just related to when will these dates not conflict with water polo, but it's, it's how is Tokyo still going to be able to handle all this a year from now when they didn't plan on this and they, they, you know, I'm sure contracts were signed for specific dates. There's a lot of complications. Um, I think what people want to see is say is for them to say, okay, it, it's postponed because we know this isn't going to be slowed down. We haven't figured it out. But they, they in themselves, the IOC, want to have all their ducks in a row. And I agree with you in, in, in that sense. Like they're, they're trying to figure out all those, those uh, technical things. But people want to see that they're – listening to what the world is saying and what what people are going on and they're not turning a blind eye just to make billions of dollars but i think your scenario your your reasoning makes makes a whole lot of sense it's a rare it's a rare moment that i just agree with you (laughs) well yeah i mean i just we live in a society now where we expect instant reaction to every single thing like in the nba like people were demanding owners figure out how they're going to pay their athletes within 24 hours, not pay that, pay their, their like facilities crew staff, like arena workers. Right. They demanded them to know that they were going to pay them a spur, like their payment plan within 24 hours of the season being canceled. And it's like, Hey, like 
let them figure it out. They, they don't like they it's a complicated thing and it just takes time for people to to come up with a plan that's that's justified, that's right, that makes sense and not just a a tweet saying like we got it, you know. People expect instant gratification. And it's well, Twitter. The- Twitter yeah, of course. Outrage culture results. is at peak form right now because everyone is on Twitter all the time. However, I will say when you have people who are writing the checks that are billionaires and certain people have come out and said, oh, yes, we'll compensate the arena workers and other other owners of similar extreme wealth have not. People are just they start to get antsy and they say, why are you not paying for these people? You're, you're going to be fine. So there's been a big rich versus poor conversation uh, going on, obviously, with people. Some people are in extreme danger of, you know, being being without food when, when there's no work to be done, and other people obviously are well set, so they wanted to see that that covered. But you're right. There's a mixture of serious concerns and then outrage culture, and uh, those don't exactly mix well, and they create chaos maybe sometimes where there doesn't need to be. And it, it, it again, everyone has so much time to be on Twitter. I, I, I'm getting to the point right now, just, just for my mental well-being, where I kind of like, I need to step away from Twitter because it's so negative. And I understand everything is, is pretty negative right now, but whew, it's, it's tough. This is a, this is a rough patch in, uh, in all phases of life. So based on, like what we said, the, uh, like Canada saying we're not going unless you you delay it. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of other nations are going to start doing the same thing just to kind of put more pressure on IOC. I think IOC doesn't need the pressure from Canada to make a decision. I think they're going to make the right decision on their own based on more data and more planning in these next four weeks. But basically, now that we're living in a world where, you know, the betting odds are saying there's going to be a delayed olympics um what do you think if you're an elite athlete on march who kind of what do you do do you uh do you still try do you just like take a month off like what do you do if you know you don't have to worry about competitive running for now another year i mean i would everything is base phase right right now i mean you're right. You're probably not racing for the better part of a year. Uh, I guess indoors 2021. Let's cross our fingers and hope that is ultimately going to be fine. Um, but that's probably, you know, betting odds, that's probably the next season. So you're just trying to stay healthy. If you're a distance runner, you're getting in volume. If you're a sprinter, you're also getting in volume. You know, what volume looks quite different from for sprinters than, than distance runners. And and, and and field field athletes as well it's it's staying healthy and and staying in shape and not trying to put on weight and yeah i don't think there's any point to be doing workouts right now that are sharpening you up for a season that's not going to happen right i mean canada already pulled out like mohamed will not be at the olympics even if there is one right that's weird to think that makes me think that there's not going to be an I olympics i disagree you think they're going to be doing Canada, workouts I, to, to, to sharpen up for July and August? That seems pointless. No, I just think, I just think in a world, in the, in the rare world where things die down and they still hold the Olympics, maybe a, two weeks delayed or whatever, and Canada still has this, we're not going. Canada will change their mind. Mm. 
100%. Yeah. It just you look at the models of where this disease is going, it just it's unlikely. I mean, yeah, I would I obviously Canada they they it's a self-inflicted thing. They can obviously change it. They're not going to be like, "Oh, we yeah. said something and literally all the coronavirus has calmed down. We're still going to hold by that." No, of course. They're trying to put p- pressure yeah. on the IOC. And, you know, I I do I know you don't, but I applaud them for that because this is this is serious, and the IOC needs to be pressured into to saying, don't make any foolish decisions that could... I mean, you're talking about the Olympic Games with so many people, so many countries. You realize how quickly the coronavirus could spread further if, if, a, if they held the Olympic Games when they shouldn't? I mean, it would be a disaster. This is already a disaster. So I understand countries, and I, I think we'll see that too. I think this week, I mean, my prediction is... Uh, USATF or, or uh, the you know the USOPC will will do a similar thing. We'll say we're not sending athletes. Uh, you know, I I I just think just because Canada we just because it's a it's it's them and we all like to make fun of them for I don't know being cautious and kind of being the the quiet younger brother. Just because they did it does not mean that that it was foolish or uh, you know outstepping their bounds. I think we're going to see a lot of countries doing that and just till we get to the point where it's so obvious that IOC has to postpone these games. Yeah. Well, back to uh what I was thinking about in a in a world where we don't have uh the games um but say like, you know, by like by end of May or mid-June, you know, there's a lift on gathering, you know, restrictions, right? And you're allowed to gather in 50 or less or whatever, right? Do you, or even 100 or less, you're allowed to gather. Um, do you think that these athletes will have, uh, like, mini time trial races to kind of just, with, like, no pressure? Like, will a lot of, like, summer races, assuming... In a world where I know it's hard for you to see this world, but mm-hmm. in, a, in a world where summer racing still happens without an Olympics, just in a small, you know, because how many people really show up to a a small track meet? You know, maybe less than a hundred, right? Sure. Do you think there will still be like athletes who just do like a, hey, let's just see what happens and try to run a fast time, even though they know they don't have to like? It's just no stress now on it. There's just like go for a fast run, a fast time. Um, I mean, you could see some athletes do that. Certainly, uh, some athletes need races to be validated. Uh, that's taking the optimist view and thinking that that we're going to have, <laughs> you know, a situation where it's going to be approved I'm to asking, be fifty already, or a hundred people. But, but will will athlete? I mean, I'm in training, I'm sure there there will still be time trials and and whatnot. Um, most athletes, I would say, would think it's not worth it to try to race like. There's zero, zero point to, to doing that and getting hurt. Like, if you're getting hurt, you're making mistakes right now because this is this, this time. The only positive thing to come out of this is that, you know, if, if you had some issues in your body, you, you have time to get them corrected to, to get ready for what we assume will be a 2021 Olympic Games. So I, I would say maybe some people will do that. Most people will but, just do it, do it in practice, but m- most people will not race in any shape and form. What do you think? But say you're someone like Kirsha Schweizer who I, – I mean, say you're someone like Kirsha Schweizer or Paul Chalimo who just feels like you're in the best shape of your career 
you know, you're in a peak time in your 10-year career where, like, this is a time where I can rip off a fast one. And as much as we value, you know, making world teams and winning medals, there's also a part of the sport where is PRing and running a season's best. Or sure. not season's best, like a personal best. Like, what's the reason for Christian Schweizer to run a 3K at BU when there is no world indoors? 3K isn't an Olympic qualifying time. She was doing mm-hmm. it because she wanted to have a fast time on her record, right? And I think some athletes are going to be like, now there's no pressure for an Olympic qualifying like arc of trying to make it to the trials and run faster trials and win a medal. They might just create an arc of, hey, let's let's pick a race. Let's do a time trial in Portland in late August where kind of like what the Bowerman guys did in September – and let's try to run a fast 5K or something like that. I think some athletes are going to look towards a fast time trial end of August, you know, early September when they would have been doing the Olympics, you know, or like end of Diamond League season and kind of do some local fast time trials and get it, make it a legal mark. And then it's like, hey, you know, you can get at least some win out of the season without there being an actual championship to qualify for. Hey, I'd be in support of that. I, my my take specifically on Krista Swiger, she's a member of Bowerman Track Club. They don't race very much, period. And when there's no official races, I think you can guarantee they're not going to race at all. But <laughs> you're right. The precedent somewhat was set, although that was for standards, was set for uh, Bowerman doing a, a kind of a rogue race when they did that Portland 5000 uh, last summer. You, you will certainly see, I think, some makeshift things happen, assuming that this doesn't continue to get really, really bad. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. You know, everything's changing so fast. Certain cities in the country are on, on lockdown. Uh, you know, every, everything, the world could look totally different in a, in a few months. I just know, for lack of a better term, I mean, people are dying, and so it may not be the best look if that's still the case in a few months for athletes to be like, hey, we got a time trial meet coming up. You know, I, I obviously you, you can't stop living your life just because other people are stricken with illness. But I, yeah, I just, just don't think I don't think that's going to be happen or, or I don't think that's going to happen or I don't think that's going to be advised to do just because it's not the it's not a. It's not a good look. I mean, you don't see NBA athletes like going over right now to each other's house and playing like, you know, three on three just because they can. Like, yeah, it's also March 23rd, right? We're talking about August, right? We're talking about. We're talking about practice. Almost like a practice. A, th- a third of a year away from here, you know? So, not a game. You know? Practice. Sorry. <laughs> so. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it could. Ha- I think it will happen, you know? I'm on a different spectrum of you. Uh, I'm on a different perspective of you that I think that, you know, I don't think we're going to be under quarantine for a year or a year and a half. You know, I think we're going to be under quarantine for a few months. You know, that's my perspective. Hope so. so. uh, Hope so. Hope that's the case. Hope so. So, yeah, you know, hope so. Uh, But so with this whole IOC stuff and, you know, no – Basically, the sport is basically canceled when there's no Olympics. Um, what? What do you what? 
we talk about like what the athletes do training wise. You kind of do they chill, you know, do they still try to do a time trial if if they're legally allowed to at the end of summer? Um, but what do you think it's like the emotional toll on the athlete, especially ones who thought that like this could be their last Olympics or ones where they thought this could be their first Olympics? You know, what do you think the toll is emotionally on these athletes? Well, the toll is hard on everybody across all walks of life. I know that's not what you're asking, but they kind of have to put their lives in perspective and realize that, yes, for them, for athletes qualifying for the Olympics, if it's your first, if it's your third, if it's your last, whatever it is, um, it's what they've invested their entire lives in. But, you know, people across the world have invested their entire lives in their careers as well, and that's being threatened or on hold or, or already eliminated at this point. So, you know, they're not going to get a lot more sympathy just because they play a sport. Kind of like I think what Mike Smith said at NCAA Indoors was, you know, we're lucky that we're able to play a game and that's the most important thing in our lives. Um, it's tough, of course, for, for all those athletes, you know. It's tough for, for, I think, of athletes like Donovan Brazier, you know, that – this was he's was going to be the favorite for the Olympic Games, and he still, in all likelihood, will be for next year. But everyone loses a year, you know. If you're if you're an athlete on the come up like Brazier, you you lose a year of your prime, uh, and and that's the case for for many athletes. So that that's a huge bummer. And uh, if you're getting older, you you lose you know you you lose a chance in one of your few years remaining as an athlete to to still compete still contend for medals that said i mean next year is not too far off so if we have next year and and the olympics are in 2021 it's not going to be that big of a loss and athletes will be in a lot better position than the the majority of people across the world so i feel bad in a sense but i don't given where everyone else is at on the whole athletes aren't hurting too bad from this yeah i think it's uh an emotional toll i think they're hurting uh Obviously, you could say that with anything like any, like even in a world where there was no coronavirus, you know, and someone gets fourth at the Olympic trials and they're devastated. You could also say, well, there's world hunger in other countries. Don't yeah, be course. devastated get, about getting fourth at the Olympic trial. So you could always take it like life isn't that big of a, your, your life struggles are never as bad as others are in this country when we have 7 billion people in the world. Um, but I do think it's an emotional toll, I think, especially for, I think, older athletes because they they know what it takes. And, like, the, like I think a lot of them were kind of – I think of someone like Allison Felix who's kind of thinking, like – or Justin Gatlin. They're just trying to, like, extend for one more year, right? And now they're being told, like, you got to extend for two more years. It's just, like – it's a lot. It's a lot of time. Like, especially when you're older, like when you're young, you're like, well, I plan on running for 10 more years. When you're near the end of your career, you're like, well, I'm looking at stopping soon. And I think for older athletes, it's kind of like, do I want to do this again for two more years just for one more Olympics when I've already been to a bunch? Like, I think there might be some athletes who might be like, screw it. I'm done because I just don't want to. I, I want I want to relax. I want so beer want me to retire. Like you know, yeah, beer me. Yeah, right. I just want to I want to quarantine my my career for the rest of the month. You know, whatever. 
you know, I mean, maybe they're not driven like that. I mean, maybe they've never been lazy and they're always driven to extend. But there are some athletes who are just like, hey, man, I'm just tired, right? And I don't want to do this for another year. Like, because Justin Gatlin comes to my mind because he said that the Olympics is his last season. And then everyone would follow up with, why not 2021? It's in America. Wouldn't you want that to be your last season? And he always says, like, no, like, I'm done. Like, after, like, I don't want to do another one, you know. So everyone has a different perspective. But Are you trying to get the yeah, listeners I, I to wonder, feel Are you trying to get the listeners to feel bad for Justin Gallen? Oh, yeah. If I can do that, <laughs> I can do anything. If, if I can yeah, maybe he's not going to – Maybe he's not going to uh, want his last season to be in the U.S. because he knows how he's been treated in the U.S., which is not well. well it's not man, like it's he's probably, everyone's favorite. That's a good point. Maybe he didn't want to have to deal with the booze <laughs> in Tokyo. He's probably loved in the Asia. He's loved in Asia. Like in China, I don't know. In Japan, I'm sure he's loved. Yeah, he's, remember he did that uh, – he did like – I'm not sure if it was a Japanese game show or – it was probably a Japanese game yeah, show. Yeah, it was. Where he did like uh, – he ran a hundred meter dash with like a tailwind from like a jet engine or something, and he ran like nine three or something like that. Yes. Do you remember yeah. that? Much more popular yeah, in Asia he, than he is in other countries. Yeah. Well, and did, wasn't he sponsored by an Asian apparel company for like? Yeah. A yeah. For so, a bit. Yep. Yeah. So that's when he was exiting he like, the uh, the doping ban doghouse. He had to he had to be banished to a a niche brand for a while until Nike said, "Come on back." Uh, we'll just forget the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yes, but I yeah, feel I bad mean, for the athletes, I but I also feel bad for on, myself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Having a tough go, you know? Been better. You're, you're upset you don't get to watch track? Is that what you're upset? Oh, I don't know. Just upset that... I've never washed my hands so much in my life, you know? It's just... it's I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of washing my hands. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, if I'm going to be honest, I mean, I work from home a lot when even when there was no virus all over <laughs> the world. So if anything, it's – I mean, a lot of people probably don't want to admit it. Not a lot, but there are probably a small fraction of internet-based employees who like nothing's changed, right? I've always been right. working from home. Uh, now, obviously, things have changed for small businesses and all that. I don't want to take light of – what they're going through but in my selfishness you know it gives you now you have an excuse not to go out right you know how it's oh, always definitely. like you always feel like the person who wants to stay in and it's kind of looking bad upon now everyone gets to join your lifestyle and be like yeah we just chill watch movie and no pressure to like make plans there's there's no pressure to make plans which is crazy like that's always that's like true. a thing like, oh, oh, we have to make plans for the weekend. Now he's like, no, you don't. No plans very, to be made. No plans. It's actually bad for my health if I make plans. No, there's, yeah. there's a meme going around. There's a meme going around. It's that, like, uh, I don't know if people have seen it. It's like that uh, puppet bear or monkey or whatever. I don't know. You'd know it if you saw it. But it's, like, doing the side-eye look, and it says, like, yeah. when you realize that your normal lifestyle was called quarantine – and it's like, I mean, <laughs> some ways, in some ways, I, I, especially like me and my son, my four-year-old son, we're both like homebodies. And we're just like, my, my son, yesterday he was acting up a little bit for the first time. But so far he hasn't asked like, what's going on? He's just like, oh, I guess we're home for a while. Like he doesn't, he has no idea 
that that which is you know it's night like ignorance is bliss i guess but he's just like oh so more ipad time and more train time like okay you know cool so so he's living large if there is an advantage for being somebody who doesn't mind being cooped up i think we're both in that same boat so yeah so ioc information will come more as we see these next four weeks I think, yep. like you said, other, you know, countries, governing bodies will start putting more pressure and pulling out or like, you know, making statements that say they're pulling out. And IOC is just going to feel more and more pressure. But I think in the end, IOC, they're just going to make the decision based off of the more data and also the decision on how to work with FIFA, how to work with the swimming governing body, the track and field governing body and all those people right. just to make sure that their new solution is good for all and not just like a hasty we're doing it here you know so and even Listen, tokyo right because they have to assume that tokyo can do it in 2021 they don't even know that right. like and maybe yeah. tokyo doesn't even know tokyo is like well we don't know if we can we were planning on demolishing this building in 2021 <laughs> now we can't do that so maybe we have to talk to someone else i don't know right we were planning on burning down every stadium. Uh, listen, the good side of this is 2021 is set up to be an epic year of sports. So if we can all agree that we're, it's just like on Christmas Eve where you see all your presents and you're like, I want to open them so bad right now. And then your dad or your mom says, listen, if you don't open them now, I'll give you 15 more presents. And so you say, okay, I can hold off. Like next year is going to be insane. There's going to be like, you know, the Olympics is going to be going on. We're going to have like World Cross, World Indoors, whatever else. It, it, it's just going to be a bonanza. So if we can hold on, all stay healthy, take a break from sports for a year, watch all the replays, take care of our health, you know, watch every single show ever on Netflix and stay at home. 2021 has the ability to be incredible. Now, it'd be funny if we sh- everyone shows up next year and everyone's out of shape and the men's 800 <laughs> is 1 in 150 and the women's 8 is in 205. And no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I think if we can stay patient and follow the guidelines, 2021 will be even better. Tokyo will find a way to get it worked out. For track, Eugene can be in 2022. We have no off year. It's, it's, it's a win. It's a win for all of us. Man, we need to clip. We need to clip that last thirty seconds of your speech right there, because you need to listen to that to kind of get you back on a, a happy note. I haven't seen Lincoln that positive and yep. happy in, <laughs> since like pre quarantine. So, yeah, that said, I'm gonna go back to sleep right after this. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that that's the so uh, that's the glass half full view there. Yeah. One uh one thing as we uh, live through this quarantine life is, you know, gives us a chance to kind of reflect on, you know, past track seasons, and uh, luckily Flowcheck's been around for a few of them, and we've been able to like cover different like uh, teams and individuals during their peaks. So if you go to our Flow Film Library, there's a, a shit ton of great films, <laughs> and notably we did a one with. Carl Lewis and the Houston uh, Cougars last spring, and man, I, I got to I was the 
one of the lead producers of it. So I got to see Carl Lewis in his habitat, in his surroundings with the athletes. And, you know, you think you know Carl, but when you with them for multiple days throughout an entire season, you see a totally different Carl, which is pretty cool. I mean, there's like, I'm the, there's like a scene for those who don't know what I'm talking about H town speed city, check it out. There's a, I think it's a six episode season. Uh, it's on flow track. Now you can watch the archive or the, you know, the series they're like 20 to 30 minutes each episode. And it's really good. It follows them from post indoors to the outdoor season. I'm bringing it up because Texas Relays would have been this week. And Texas Relays was that moment between Houston and LSU. Where they had that stare down. Track Twitter blew up about it. Uh, and we captured the whole thing in our film, in our documentary. So that's on episode two. But watch episode one, then episode two. But I'm bringing up episode one and in this podcast because there's a funny moment when Carl Lewis uh, is talking to his athletes. They're doing their first practice for the four by one. So they're, uh, you know, but some seniors graduated. So it's like the first new practice with the sophomores and freshmen now involved with four by one exchanges. And Carl Lewis, he's just being Carl Lewis and off the cuff, he's like talking to the, these 18 to 22 year olds and being like, you know who the fastest man ever, whoever lived was. And like, they're all like thinking to like, does he want me to say you coach because you think you're better than Bolt because you ran a different era? Like they're all confused and he keeps yeah. on repeating himself. Do you want to know who's the fastest man in the world of all time? And, and he says, we think it's going to be either Carl Lewis, Jesse Owens or Usain Bolt. But he says cavemen. And we're <laughs> like cavemen. And he says cavemen because they had to run for food and they had to run away from lions, which was – not what you would think a uh, nine-time Olympic medalist, uh, four-by-one Division One coach would say, that cavemen are the fastest of all time. But it was kind of funny. Uh, and he goes off on different tangents. and it's If you just watch it for the Carl Lewis sound bites, you get your money's worth. Uh, but yeah, star who do you think is – do you agree with that yeah. statement? Do you think cavemen are the fastest men of all time? Well, no, obviously I don't agree with that statement. I mean, plenty of evolution has happened since the cavemen have been around. and, and But percentage-wise? I, mean, I have no idea. I have no idea. I just, I'm, 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 I, I have my popcorn and chips and, and soda ready anytime Carl Lewis opens his mouth. He's such an entertaining guy, and what a life that guy has lived. He's done everything, met everybody, traveled everywhere, and... and Never met a topic that he didn't have an opinion on, and he's the star of that entire series. He makes it not just because he's one of the on the short list of one of the greatest track and field athletes of all time, but the guy has probably one of the greatest personalities that you could ever hope for out of an athlete. And uh, it's so cool to see him. It's like, what is someone that famous doing coaching a, a college team? You know, but I think he truly loves being around the sport and. With it, he brings his his personality, and and moments like that are what makes the whole series shine. Do I think cavemen are the fastest people ever? No, I I, I don't on on not even on balance. But it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that he said it, <laughs> and you get to be you get to bask in the glory of some ridiculous statement like that. And that's what the whole series is about. And uh, his interactions with Leroy Burrell, his athlete, interactions with athletes. They're definitely worth the price of admission. So, no, I, I still would put Usain Bolt above a caveman. 
but I'm willing to hear the argument. Well, I'll, I'll try to be a Carl Lewis defender here because I spent time with him, so I'm going to try to defend every set statement he ever made, <laughs> which might get harder as time goes on. But I think it's he's trying to say that are you going to run faster if it's like your way of life or and like in order for, for survival versus you're doing it for just a paycheck for fun, right? I mean, you, at, in any moment, right, when, when you're up against the wall and you're in survival mode, you do have different strengths that come out versus in hobby mode, right, when you're just doing it without any pressure, right? Maybe he's trying to say, like, cavemen had the most pressure because they were running for their lives. You're, you're giving him more yeah. funk. No, I mean, that's a good – I didn't look at it through that lens, but that's, a good, that's, an, excellent, that's an excellent point. I didn't glean that extra that like that extra layer of philosophy from that. But when you do look at it like that, yes, are you are you doing it because you have to run? Are you doing it because it's something to fill time? That's that's a good way to look at it because obviously the cavemen were fast because they had to be, and so if you apply that to the twenty first century, you're fast because that's all you're you're compelled to do it for your your livelihood. So no, it's a good point. I didn't think we were going to be getting into the the zen of Carl Lewis in this episode, but you know, like day fifteen of of uh, of quarantine, why not? I I, I like that. We're gonna have and to have him on this podcast clearly at some point to talk do. about and you- uh, Speed City. The man was vouching for a season two. Season two obviously didn't happen. Uh, one because we'd already done it, but two because you know I think we we'd all be jockeying for a season two if it was possible right now, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, It'd just be a view from Carl Lewis's home. That's all we would be able to to do right now. But, uh, I mean, it, the man is is a one man show. I mean, it's that you there. There's never a dull moment with Carl Lewis, and I, and I miss that. And so, if you haven't watched the series, or if it's been a year since you've watched the series, I, I urge you to go back and and check it out. Yeah, not to, to go one more point on the caveman take to defend <laughs> it once again. Uh, because not only did they have to be fast for survival, but they had to be so fast for us to exist, right? If they weren't fast, there would be no humanity in a weird That's way, That's a good right? point. So they, they, they had the pressure of just, like, keeping their species alive. Like, no one on the planet Earth is worried about, I mean, coronavirus, whatever. But, like, keeping the species alive, like, you know. So that's, that's a point about it. It's like, it's not just a selfish thing. It's like they're trying to keep their... Village alive. Yeah, I'm trying to hold back a sneeze. (coughs) Didn't work. Sorry. Uh oh. Yeah, I've been a little under the. It's not a coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm full transparency. I've been a little under the weather, so but we're keeping our distance. And what can I do? I don't know. Uh So I I don't know what to tell you. you. Yeah, I'm I'm fine, and I haven't. I've been. I went for a. Me and me and Jojo. What we decided to do is, in order to keep our sanity, is we go for walks every day. That's what you people know? are doing. Because we still yeah. do our, like, our individual runs, but we go on nice walks that last like 20 to 40 minutes. And so wow. yesterday we went for a walk to a restaurant to pick up takeout because hashtag support local businesses. That's very important. <laughs> so buy local cuisine because they, they need us more than any time. Uh, but we went to this new chicken biscuit place. And we walked down downtown, and it was just like 
I felt like I was in a Walking Dead, you know, film. Right. Because it was just empty. There's no cars mm-hmm. on the road. You might see like one or two people walking, but it was for like downtown Austin just to be like a ghost town. It was just like really weird. So no, but definitely. it's also peaceful. Yeah, it was very yep. peaceful. At least. You got to take advantage yeah. of you can't take for granted the little things and uh, no humans is a nice luxury of of this corn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to hear you're, you're skidding out and living your life, going for a walk. I'm sure that wasn't a, a routine of yours previously. Um, no, it wasn't. So it's great. So yeah, I mean, there are some small benefits. They do not outweigh the negatives, but there are some small things that you <laughs> can enjoy throughout this quarantine. And, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm missing you guys. I miss you and Kevin. Uh, we're not going to, who knows when the next time we'll see each other in person. It may be a while, you know? It may be at the 2021 Olympics. It may be... I, I don't know. I don't know when we're gonna... We don't yep. even know. It might, it, might be, it might be wild. I apologize uh, that I keep having to, to blow my nose or wipe my nose. It's just where I'm at right now. Full transparency. Don't think I have the Rona, but, you know, nothing is, 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 nothing is guaranteed at this point, so... So yeah, if you're lis- if you're still listening again, uh, email the podcast flowtrackpodcast at gmail. Now more than ever, we need your ideas of what to talk about because yes, like we just talked about today, IOC most likely ending the Olympics in 2020, uh, which means no track at all. So um, if if, however, if some, you're... oh, I was so just gonna so say some if track you're... meets haven't been canceled yet. Yeah, uh, Drake relays is still going on. Do you see that? What? They haven't no canceled. No one's gonna go to that. Yet. No one's gonna go to that. It's gonna well, he's can- like get still, canceled. The the Drake Relays meet director is still holding on. It's like we don't want to make any decision yet. I thought that was hilarious. It's like he's like the last man, like in a war movie, who's like hold just still standing with the flag of their nation when all the other army men are dead. They're like, I still believe yeah. in our country. You know. But I, I, no one's paying attention to the Drake relays, but right now because so much else is going on, but that that they need to cancel their event. I don't know what they're doing. No one's going to come to it. Um, what I was going to say is, what if what if they hold out and then all of a sudden the day before Drake relays, there's just like it's gone. We're good, and he's like, I'm the only one with a track meet, and then he get, and then he gets all the track money. It'll be great. Yeah, you got a better you got a it's better a chance of winning the Hedging lottery. You got a better chance of making a a vaccine at home with coke and and uh and cheeseburgers mixed together in a blender than that is of happening but what i was going to say is the uh where track is track and field season is right now it's it's been dragged down from your desktop into the trash can and it's got the the cursor hovering over empty trash right now it hasn't been fully emptied yet but very very close that's where that's where i'm putting it well here's a good thing even if you do empty a trash bin, the file is still saved on your computer. You just need to know where to go. Oh, you know see, that? I wouldn't. I would not know that. No, I did not know that. Yeah. I thought when it was you, uh, when, I, you, when you empty when you empty trash, it doesn't empty it. It's still on your computer. So all you criminals out there that are looking to hide files of yourself doing malfeasance, just know it's still. So can you ever permanently delete something? So it only gets permanently deleted if you write over it again. So basically, empty your trash basically makes the ones and zeros free to be uh, like changed. 
But like, say you empty your trash and you never like add anything new to your computer, that those that sp- space is still available. So basically, you have a one gig file, you delete it. It doesn't really get deleted until you write something over that one gig gigabyte spot on your hard drive. So if you don't you never it. add another gig onto that specific point, that file is still there. Are you? This is this sense. is incredible. We need a we need a tech hour with Gordon Mack. Uh, yeah, tech for hour. this podcast. Is that? Are you talking ones and zeros? Is that like code? What is that? Ones and zeros. It's binary. That's what code is. It's just ones and zeros, right? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Of course. Did you know that? Yeah. Of course. No, I don't like, know the first the thing. The letter about A is. It's like a, I forget what it is, but it's like, might be like zero, 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 one or something like that is the letter A or something like I'm not right, but there's a way to, like, everything is named in a, a one and mm. zero combination. I know. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Bill Gates. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> do we got anything else to talk about? I, I really, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to get over this minor cold what? I have. Let's hope it's minor, but, uh. What else we got to talk about? No, I mean, yeah. People should uh, email the podcast, flowtrackpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, feel free. You know, this is great. We'll take we your money. Opportunities. Yeah. We'll take the money. We can talk about – we could make half the podcast just about your sponsor just to fill time until there you 2021. Go. Uh, so we're always willing for that. But um, we are going to start bringing in some guests on this podcast. We had Tyler Day on Friday's podcast, Fish – Feel free, feel free to check that out. Really good podcast that Lincoln and Kevin did. Uh, talk yep. about Tyler Day's perspective from NCAA's getting canceled. Um, and I'm sure we're going to start reaching out to more college and pro athletes to get their perspective of what they're doing right now. Like we said, with IOC now ending, most likely ending the Olympics in 2020, you just got to know what the mental state of these athletes are now, right? Just like right. what are they thinking about, right? So uh, we should be doing that throughout the week. But again, we're going to be here as long as you're there on the other side, giving you content uh, as weird of the content will become as less and less track meets happen. But this will be the Flow Track Daily Podcast, no matter what. Coronavirus can't stop us, right? Hopefully not. Again, my nose is running. But uh, yeah, you got any <laughs> stories, any, any, uh, anything to add, any, any entertainment? Did you do anything fun this weekend that you can share? Well, my fun thing was going for the walk. Going for the walk. So you've turned walk. into a 60-year-old man. All right. I mean, um, walks are fun when you don't do them. When you're in your house all day, going for a true. walk is like it's like watching like a 98% Rotten Tomato movie, right? It's great. Mm. You see air, walk, breathing. It's like 3D. It's great. You just see trees true. and stuff. Reality like, is 3D. You, who would have thought it wasn't 2D? It's 3D, in fact, so... You should go for have you have you been outside? Oh yeah, oh yeah. For yeah. fun. Yeah. You've been outside yeah. for fun? Oh, okay. I thought you Yeah, I mean like a little bit. I think you're beating me right off. now. Yeah. You're beating me right now. I'm gonna need to blow my yeah, nose. You should and, go for a walk. Yeah, I'm gonna need to maybe maybe feel a little better. I'm I'm fully quarantining myself today to make sure this is just a cold. So yeah, that's where we're at. Uh I, I'll I'll take your advice. I'll take Gordon Mack's health advice. And and I'll let I'll update you tomorrow on how it went. Okay, cool. All right. So that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, again, tune in every day. Go to the site and watch the Houston Speed Series. Speed 
City Series on right. Flow Track featuring Carl Lewis and the 2019 Houston Cougars. That will do it. All right. Bye, everyone. Peace.